0: Today's daf is L'Illu Nishmah Shem Mordechai Ben David. And today's daf is Daf Mem Aleph. But we're towards the bottom of Mem amud Bay's 40B. We're at about the 12th last line. The last, the last word of the line is Mai. But we're going on, the the phrase we're going on is from the Mishnah of Allah Now basically where this is going to fit in is we mention in the Mishnah that all things... Um, foods that have spoiled or not in the ideal state, and all things that don't grow from the ground, are sha'akonyeh bid'varo. And then we made special mention of three. We mentioned choimet, um, which is vinegar, noivlos, which we're going to discuss what it is now, and guvai, locusts. And there the Tanakama said, you say sha'akonyeh bid'varo, and Rabbi said, no, they got an aspect of a plague, they're generally detrimental. If you're finding, if you're finding lots of locusts to eat, then it's, it's bad news for the crop. So uh, it's a plague. And therefore you don't say a bracha on them. Now the, and would, so now the Gemara asks, My noivlos, what are noivlos?" So Rabbi Zairah and Rabbi So It's is machloy case, Rabbi and Rabbi Elah. Chad Omar bishulei kamra, v'chad Omar tamri de One says, noivlos are sunburnt dates. And the other one says, No, they're the dates blown off by the wind. Um seems the sunburn dates, for whatever reason, the sun uh, scalded them, ruined them, they don't grow properly, and they're ruined. Dates that every, uh, like you see in any uh, tree where there's stuff growing on it, the wind blows some of it off. So which one is it? So that's the makloz. So tonight we learned in our mission that Rabbi Yehuda in kolshu min klala ein in olav. We mentioned in our mission that Rabbi Yudah says if it has an aspect of a klala, then you won't say a broch on it. So he says It makes sense that Rabbi Yudah, if you if you explain noivlos as bishulei kamra, as sunburned dates, then it makes sense that Rabbi lamps it together with other things of a of a plague. For whatever reason, they didn't ripen properly. They and they ruined. But Ella Lamando Amatamri according to the opinion that says they dates that blew off the tree, off the tree. I mean, clearly there's no curse in that. Some of the dates get blown off the tree, so the Gemara says Ikad Amri. So he what would so, so how would he explain? It says now ashara that's going on. The rest of them are the other two. You're right. Noivlos What they dates that were blown off the tree? I guess and for whatever reason they Ashar Kol. We're going to discuss that. Um, and uh, this that we said, Reb says, if it's a something that has a klala, you don't say brocha on it. That's referring to vinegar and, uh, to vinegar and locusts. There Reb would say you don't say brocha. Why is vinegar a curse? Just as I should have emphasized, because remember the vinegar is made from wine, but it's wine that spoils. It's wine that doesn't mature properly, so therefore it is an aspect of a curse. We actually had earlier on, was it this Masechta or last Masechta, we had Rav Huna was actually, he stole from his oris, from his ten and former, okay, big discussion, why I did it, etc., but how they realized he was, yeah, it was in the sugia of Yasurin. Um, suffering that comes to people, so he thought, okay, the reason he got Yasurin was because he was righteous, and his friends pointed out to his colleagues pointed it out to him, and no, it was actually because he acted uh, dishonestly. He felt justified at first, but then when they highlighted it, they realized he was wrong. He did shuvah, and his wine change, it was so it changed to vinegar. That's how they realized it went all wrong. Uh, he had done something wrong. Okay, Some have a different version. Uh, it makes sense if you say it sunburned dates. You say shakol. According to the one who says that it's. And dates that blown off the tree by the wind. Why would you say Shakol? priates You should say the broch of Borapria priates. So Ela so that doesn't fit in. So Ela stama kuli de bishulei Everyone agrees when a Mishnah just says noivlos. that's referring to sun-burnt, uh, sunburnt dates. And that's our Mishnah just says novelos. However, keep clicky, but Tamra, that Mahloikes is when you have the mission. if a Mishnah says Neuvelos Tamra, literally date novelos." Now there, the t- and where do we see, so, so just before we go further, basically you said our Mishnah, everyone agrees, is speaking about sunburned dates. That makes sense why you say shakol? Also makes sense why Rabbi would say you don't say a on them because there's some aspect of a curse. They're ruined, they're damaged. Um, however, where do we find Neuvelos? We said where it says Neuvelos Tamra, that's a machlokes. Um, noivus that's a machlokes. What exactly Novus tamra are? I when you have the when it's uh, when it has the description part of the noun, noivus tamra. Now, just before we go on to see where we mention Novus tamra, that we have this discussion, what is it referring to? It's basically a Mishnah to do a demai. We know that. In the area of Israel, the projects you have to separate Trumas and masros. Um Ghazal found at one point that a fair number of uh, Amai uh, amor- uh, were not separating masters. Obviously, Doraisa. Most a vast majority did a uh, majority did, so therefore Do it was fine, but the Rabbis found since there was a significant number, they said anyone who buys great produce from an amoritz they must separate master again. That produce is called the Mai. What is it? Has it it's a sophake where the master has been separate masros have been separated from it or not, and therefore the person who buys it has to separate it again. Since it's only Dura there are certain things we're lenient with. For example, we're gonna bring now a Mishnah where we're lenient with the Ma because they're things that don't have such a value. So why would the Amoras not separate Masros? You know, if it's something valuable it makes sense, you know, it financially says, look, to separate ten percent of Ma. Another, I've given truma and now you want me to separate another 10% for the, you know, uh, separates, uh, can get expensive. So he doesn't feel like doing it. But where it's things that are not so significant, you don't have to worry about it. So he says, Why? Where can you go lenient regarding to my? So, where can you tamra. Okay, a whole list of items we're gonna go through what some of them we're gonna go through what they are now, it's not gonna help us that much. But the last one is Noivlos tamra. So what are they? Shisin min Shisin is a type of uh, figs. Rimin kandi. Rimin is kandin. Ha radin is tulshi. Beno swah om rabachano om rebiochan to what figs. No, we see this pops up a few times, but I think it basically means a bad quality fig, but not sigma. what's been no sigma? So I'm Rabbi Yochanan Duvle, That's what's called Guvle. gufnin. What's gufnin? Shilhi Gafne, uh, late harvest, uh, late harvest or autumn uh, grapes. They ones that don't ripen properly. Natspa is parcha. Early on in the Masoretic, we translated parcha as caper bushes. So that's the important one, that's for us. Noivlos Tamra, what is Neuvelos Tamra? Again, okay, the mission says, that regarding Tamar, you can go lenient and you don't have to separate Master from Noivlos Tamra, what is it? So this is how it fits in. So this One said it's Bishule Kamra, it's sunburnt dates, and the other one said it's um, dates that have been blown off the tree. So the Gomorrah, now the Gomorrah is going to analyze which one makes the most sense. He says, According to the one who says that sunburn dates, it makes sense why well, they learnt in things you can go lenient with the Mai. As he said, they ruin. So they don't have a good, they ruin by the sun or the heat. Therefore, they don't have a good value. Therefore, the, the Amorites is not going to be particular and he'll separate my asteroids. Sorry. Sorry, I missed explaining it. So, If you say we speak about sunburned dates, it makes sense why it's saying, If you're not sure whether Maishra has been separated, you can go lenient and say it has been separated, implying that if you know Maishra has not been separated, you know that person does not separate his master or he tells you, then, then, uh, then you would have to separate masters. It says El de Zika, according to the opinion that says it 's dates that have been blown off the tree you're you telling me that if you knew that no master has been you, you would if no master had been separated, you'd be to separate masters it's if it's hefker. one of the interesting aohas of master is that if the produce was made before and then you don 't have to and then someone picks it up he doesn 't have to separate masters on it so um, dates that are blown off the tree. The owner's going to have Yayush, interestingly enough. Here we learning Yayush and Hefker have a similar mechanisms. So I don't want to go into the discussion now of is there a difference and what is the difference between Yayush and Hefker, but now we at least bring this factor at the same. These dates that blown off the tree, the farmer gives up hope of reclaiming them, harvesting them, and selling them. So they're Hefker. Hefker is part of from Maser. So why does, if you're learning that. Um, Noivlas camera or date that um, that the wind blew off doesn't matter if it's a sofek or a Vara, if there was if you're not sure where the maserus was taken or, or you know definitely maser wasn't taken you still don't have to separate maserus because it's efken so it's not hachab ma'askin what's the case here she osen goiren where they are made into a pall to am reb yitzchak am reb ben yakov hal leket vashikav vaper she osen goiren hook for the maser leket shichan paya that you make into a pall gathered for. threshing, something like that have become obligated in master. Rashi explains it's Zehra de If someone sees you take a whole pile of dates they don't know whether you got that from Shikhha, which was a gift that was supposed to left it's Hefker left for the poor or they don't know that it was blown off by the wind they just see you got a pile of dates. So therefore Zehra that you have to separate masters from them and that's why Novlos Tamra, even if you learn it as things blown off by the tree, if the farmer collects them, you would have to set, uh, I guess, at least if he piles them up, you would have to separate master. Now the Gemara brings another challenge on this. It says, Iqat Omri. I would say, If you say, it's Tamra de Zika, I, when we say Novlos, when we say Novlos Tamra, that means, tamra de Ziko are ones that the wind blew off, that makes sense, why in our Mishnah, it says noivlos, which means noivlos sunburned dates, and this Mishnah says, novelos tamra, which means, um, wind uh, dates that the wind blew off, kori Nolos tamra tamra, el according to the one that says, even when it says novelos tamra, it means, dates that have been sunburned, Nishni Adiva Adi Tamra or Adiva Adi Noblis Tamra why are the missions different? If you say both our Mishnah and this mission in Masros are referring to dates that have been signed why in the one mission we call it Noblis and the other mission we call it Noblis uh, Tamra we should call it by the same name. Okay, so the Gomorrah says Kasha, it's difficult. As I pointed out before generally when we say kasha, we're not refuting it. We're saying it's a difficulty and there are answers there are ways he'll wiggle out of the question. Okay, Carrying on with the Mishnah, this was the last line of the Mishnah, we mentioned um, if he had many different, he had different types of food before him. Rabbi Ura says, he says the bracha on the Shiva Saminim, and the Chachamim say, he says the bracha on whichever one he wants. Now part of what the Gomorrah is going to have to clarify for us, are we speaking about, for example, I'm just going to bring the examples Rashi brings, where you have olives and apples. They the same bracha, and you're going to eat both, but which one should you pick up and say the bracha on? Is that the machlokas of the Mishnah? Or is the machlokas of the Mishnah where you have something like olives and radishes, where they different brachas, one Aita, one's Arama, and, and there the machlokas is, when you're saying different brachas, which brocha should you give precedence to? What's the order you should say your brachas in? So that's going to be part of the discussion. We start off with the one opinion. So says, Omarula marula machlokas be shebichoseem sh- 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 shavos. The Machloikes is specifically where they have the same brachas. I.e. For example, olives and apples. The Reb Yehuda min Shiva adif, Rabbanon Savri min Chaviv adif. Maybe Yehuda holds what the produce from the seven species takes precedence. You should say the brach on that. And the Rabbanon hold no, you give precedence to what is more dear to him, what you prefer. It's interesting, Machloikes brought in Shulchan Aruch. I mean, it's, it's based on early opinion, um, based in the Rishonim, but. When we say chavi, what's more, so obvi- at, whether or not you pass on, like review it or not, at some point you're going to have two foods in front of you, and it's going to de- depend on what you prefer. Let's just say, for example, you have apples and uh, nachis So apples and watermelon, two things for everybody. And the halach uh, is, let's say you say the broch on the one you prefer. Is that the one you prefer in general, or is it the one that at the moment you feel most like eating? Okay, so that's a that we've shown in. Um, I thought an interesting discussion. Okay, but uh, carrying on with Ullah. I'll say however everyone would agree where it's two different brachas, then you can pick up say the bracha on this one and say the brah on that one. Uh, you can basically you can choose which one you want to say the bracha on. Um I you have an olive and uh olive them, them cucumbers, the olive are eights, the cucumbers um you can choose to say harama ha eight. What Rashi touches on here. I'll go into it a bit at the end of the suya. they they challenge us. <laughs> the Mishnah elsewhere teaches if you have if you're eating olives and radishes, you say the broha on the radish, ha'aramah, and it exempts the olive. So there's no, ha'chabah ma'askinan, k'shehatsnoin ikar, there it's where the radish is the main food. I, let's say it's a radish salad with a bit of olives in to give it flavor. So there the ikar, or, or there's much more radish than olives and you're eating them together. There the ikar is the radish, that's why you say the brohan. She says, Oh, yeah, i What about the Latin clause of that? There, Rebuja says, You say the bracha on the olives rather than the radishes because the olives are from the seven species. Now, the difficult is, oh. you telling me that Rebuja doesn't hold for the Principle of where you have a primary food and a secondary food, you only say the broch on the primary food and it exempts the secondary food because that's how we just explained the ratio. We said the ta- the first opinion says that it's Ika- You say the broch on the tsnon and it exempts the olives because of ikar vetofel. Rabbi Huda must not hold for that. Can't be. Says maybe you'll say yeah, it's true. Rabbi Huda doesn't hold for the principle of ikar He Says but we learned in the brayser. Rabbi, Huda. Rabbi Huda says im machmas bo if you're only having the olives because of the radish, then you would say the brocha on the tznoin, on the radish and it would exempt the olives. We see we see Rabbi agrees with the principle of Ikar Batofel. Then how then our Mishnah we said we we had a difficulty in our Mishnah, it said that if you say the Brocha on the on the you say the on the radishes, then it exempts the sorry one second. Um, you said you said a brocha on the radish and it exempts the olives. And we wanted to explain. No, that's not a challenge. I, which is unlike what. Uh, so yeah, Ullah came along and said if you have two foods of two different brochas, you can choose which one. You say the one brocha and then you say the other brocha. So we brought a brayer to challenge that. That said, you say the broch on the radish and you exempt the olives. Which sounds like it's saying, you have haramah and Ha'aitz, say haramah, which also covers eitz. And we said, no, there we're dealing with Ikar and Toffel. We said, that can't be Ikar and Toffel, because Rabbi Huda argues on the halacha there, and we know Rabbi Huda agrees with Ikar, Ikar and Toffel, so our question still stands. Ulla, how can you come along and say that if there's two broccas, you can choose which, even Rabbi Yehuda will agree that you can choose which broccas you want to say. When the bracer says, Rabbi Yehuda says, you still sat on the olives, even though it's, uh, um, you still, not, not even though it's tofel, you still sat on the olives. You, so you can't say it's because of Ikar V'tofel. So he says, no, La'elam B'tznoin Ikar No, we are dealing with a case where the radishes were the primary. And the Rab- Rabbi Yehuda and Rab- Rabbah are actually arguing in a different discussion. And there's a, a chunk left out of the Mishnah, it's a Chasurah Mesurah, there's a piece missing from the Mishnah, and this is how you're supposed to learn the Mishnah. If he had before him radishes and olives, he says the brocha on the radish and he exempts the olive. That's where the radish is the primary food. If it's not ikar, you say the brocha on this one and then you say the brocha on that one. It doesn't matter which one you choose to say the brocha on first. If it's two types of food that have the same brocha, Mavorikal aiza bem shiyuta, Rebi Hurai Mavorakal Hazai Hazai Bimin Shiva, but Khachom say you, whichever one you want. Either the one that's more chhaviv to use the one you say the brach on, and Rebuhuda says you say the Brokha on the on the one from the seven species. So how are we explaining so we say no Ula's Ulah's Pshaq fits with that. Ulah's explanation does fit with that. It's just two different Mahloikas going on in the Mishnah. In that in the, the first part of that Mishnah is discussing um with uh, ikkar and toffel, and there everyone basically agrees, ikkar Toffel, You say the brocha on the radishes, and it exempts the toffel, the olives. The second part of the Mishnah is discussing a different locus, which is actually what Uler says the machlokes is about, is where you. He says that's all where they two different brochas, but where they the same brocha, and you're choosing which one to say the brocha on. There, you should choose according to Rabbi Huda, you choose the olives because they're from the seven species. And according to Rebbe Yehuda, you choose the, sorry, that's Rabbi Yehuda, and according to Rabon, and you choose which one you most want to eat. And just interesting, what's special? I mean, we'll touch on this a bit further down the earth, But What's daf? Uh, but what's, further, what's special about the seven species? So that's because that's how we choose to, that's how Eretz Israel is praised by it. Someone wants to tell us how special Eretz Israel is, tells us it's because it's a land of the seven species. So we see it's a dimension of praise to Hashem the spe- seven species praising Eretz Yisrael which is praising Hashem and therefore we would uh, they would have a degree of uh, significance that you should say the bracha on them first yeah. well honey I mean divash is a, in the seven species when we say divash that's date yeah. well milk is a, it's a different discussion a land of milk and honey is from a different possum um, oh, so one point I just wanted to mention is here um, Rashi says, we learned yesterday that if you have if you pick up an apple and you say Hama so so to here if you pick up the radishes and you say sayrama doesn't, doesn 't it cover the olives, so he points to rashi halat said no. This, that yoytse, if you say the wrong brok, is where you picked up that food to say the broch on. But where you have two different foods in front of you, then when you pick up the haramah and say haramah, it doesn't cover the other food, which is ha'etz. Shulchan Aruch point out, however, if you would have in mind, you pick up the haramah, and you say, oh, I'm going to say the brocha on the radish, I'm going to say haramah, and it's also, specific intent, that it's also going to cover the olives, which are ha'etz, then aina chanami, it would be yoytseh. You, it would be covered and you wouldn't say another brocha. That's something to keep in mind when you're saying If you're gonna say anama before you say ha Eats, have in mind that it's not gonna cover or don't have in mind that it is gonna cover. So if you have a let's say have a salad, which is lettuce, nut, sit, lettuce tip, sit nuts. Look, so once it's a salad, then you would go probably yeah. go after yeah. Ikar Vatofel. Yeah. So you'd probably say it on the main thing, yeah. So you're only having a Nuts, okay, so <laughs> so, yeah, so then now you're touching on uh, subtleties in the dinim of ikar vetofel. Rabbi um, Ami and Rabbi Yitzchak Nacha had the following machlokes. <laughs> she the machlokes is specifically where that's the same bracha. That's where Rebhuda says the seven, if it's from the seven species, it takes precedence. You say the bracha on that food over the other food. I like Ulla learned. What's the Mahlokes Rebura and Rabonan specifically where you have olives and apples? And you prefer apples, but olives are from the seven species. Rebuhuda would say you say the bracha on the olives, and holds you say the bracha on the on the apples because that's what you prefer but when they don't have the same bracha well then that falls away because like, you can choose which one you want to say the bracha you're going to say the bracha on the olives anyway so you can say the bracha on the other one on the radishes first and the other one says no even where the brachas are not the same there's a machloikas are you eating radishes and olives or we can, let's say, you might want to say that's because it's a and arama. Let's say you're chewing, as we'll see, you're chewing wheat. You're having wheat kernels, which are arama, and you're having a mango. Which one do you say the brock on first? He says, that's also part of the makoloi, because Rebura will say you have to say it on the wheat kernels, because wheat is one of the seven species, and Rebi and Rabona would hold. No, you say it on the one you prefer, the mango. We can understand the machlokes if you say the discussion. The machlokes is regarding where the bracha is the same. There the machlokes is what's what's more choshiv to I guess we can say what's more choshev to praise Hashem by the food you like best or the one that's implicitly praiseworthy, one of the seven species. So we can understand the like, as they If you say you've got a game you've got a mango and an olive, which bracha do you say? Mango and dates, which bracha do you say? One you like, or the one that's... If that we can say, If you say they're arguing even where the brachas are not the same, why? what are they arguing in? Because at the end of the day, this falls away. You're going to say both brachas anyway, so the concept of saying... It on the you can't say I'm saying it on the one food over the other food because you're going to say it on both foods so that that seems to fall away so Rabbi la going no Rabbi Irmiya says the makloikes is regarding giving precedence aye we're basically saying not only is it a makloikes if you have a choice of which food to say the bracha you're going to say on it's also a makloikes when you're going to say it on different foods when you're going to say different brachas which bracha should you or which food should you say the brocha on before you say the other brocha on the other food? Domar Yosef Rebutzchak Yosef, and some what Yitzchak said, kolam muktam muktam Anything mentioned early in the Pasuk is is early you give precedence to its brocha. Shinema, as the Posuk says, gef utaimer zai shemen udvash, a land flowing of wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, a land of olives. And dates. So what he's he say? Very interestingly, by this pasuk, by the fact that it's praise to Eretz Yisrael, we're praising Eretz Yisrael through it and praising Hashem through it, we're also including in that is we're saying that which one's a greater praise? And the one mentioned first, Gita would be a greater praise. And therefore he would say the same thing. Let's say again, you're chewing wheat, so it's uh, Ha'aramah. You're having wheat curdles, so it's harama, And you're also going to eat uh, a pomegranate, which is ha'at. Uh, There's also precedence there which one you should say first. We'll see over the page how, which one comes first, but generally the earlier in the pasuk, the earlier the brocha. So you would say the brocha haramah on the wheat, and then on the, and then on the pomegranate you want to eat. It would be the same thing then if you're eating radish and olives, you should rather say, I ate on the olives first before you say, on the radish. That would be uh, Rabbi Yehuda's principle. That's how he learns the makhloikes is. What's the greatest praise to Hashem? And therefore you would say, or erich israel. And then you would say that first. Rabbi This is actually arguing Rabbi Chanan. Rabbi Chana. That whole pasuk is to teach us different <coughs> measurements. Right? And we're going to go through um, the different measurements we learn from <coughs> each of those seven species, I, they have halachic relevance. But once he's saying they come into Jesus' different shurim, you can't say, well, the shur of Kazayis Khaz, is more choshuv than the shur of Grogeris. That doesn't make sense. The halacha, which makes a difference whether it's the size of a pomegranate, is more important than the halacha where it's uh, the size where it's uh, wheat bread. It doesn't make sense to say it like that, so then there would be no order in the posuk. So that's what the argument is here. But he says, as we learn in the Mishnah. If a person walks into his house carrying his clothes, not wearing his clothes, but carrying his clothes, and he has his ring and his shoes in his hand, he's holding them, then they become tome miyad. We know that a house a Tome house trans- a house that has Saras transmit Tome, similarly to tumas oil, not the exact same, but similarly to tumas oil. But one of the distinctions is if a person's wearing clothes, the clothes only become Tome if he actually lingers in the house. We're going to see the Shir now, the time frame now, if he lingers in the house. Anything that, when he goes in and anything he's carrying, that becomes Tome immediately. So that's what we've just said, these things he's carrying, they become Tom immediately. Kaleva Baraglov, who Tahirim. The he, if he's wearing his clothes, his shoes on his feet and his rings on his fingers, well then they're secondary to him and he becomes Tom immediately, but they're ta'ar until he remains the time it takes to eat half a loaf of bread. But we're talking about wheat bread and not barley bread, which takes a little bit quicker to eat, to chew and eat. And it's where he's leaning down and he's eating it with relish. Either up that, he, he's, if, you, if you're lying down and leaning down, how they used to eat, and eating and have a nice dip with it, you're going to eat it much faster than if you're sitting up, look, or walking around, sitting up, looking around, and eating it by itself. It's going to take you much longer to eat the, eat the bread. So that's Chitta. That's Chitta is to teach us that this shir, the time frame for when someone goes into a house with Tsaras to make their clothes that they're wearing Tomei, is wheat bread. barley. says, barley. A bone the size of a barley transmits tumor of a human corpse, transmits tumor through touching or moving it, but it doesn't transmit tumor for, through Ahl. I say, even a t- less than that would not transmit tumor, but a tiny size would transmit to tumor. Gefen, what's the halakhic ramification of grapes or wine? Kete revius laa la a is yayin for a na'zir. Very interesting, we know a nozir takes that specific type of vow. He's not allowed to have any grapes or grapes product. Whatever he's having, we measure it with the revius. even the solids. So let's say he's eating grapes. A solid. Um, there generally with solids we say it's a kazai or olive size but here by nosi we say it's a revius. Rashi brings all the drushes; not going to go through them now. But we say it's a But He says, and how? So how do you work out a solid in a liquid measurement with displacement? But he says the displacement of water compared to one, or water compared to other liquids, or one compared to other, is slightly different because one's thicker. So it would have to. It would have to. to a revius of one would be a little bit more. When you're trying to get a... Uh, if you're using displacement, you're putting the grapes in this cup of wine and you want to displace the reviews of wine, it's going to be a little bit more solids than if it was to the ratio of water. And that's what he's telling us by Geffen. Ta'ina, what's ta'ina coming to chash? K'gro'i gris lo shabbos. If you transgress carrying food, how much food do you have to carry to transgress... If you're carrying in Rosh Hashanah how much food do you have to carry to transgress it on Shabbos. A Kagrogros. Interesting enough, I wasn't sure why I brought that example, but a lot of the halachas on Shabbos, maybe they're not as clear, maybe they're, only, they're not as clear, but a lot of the halachas on Shabbos we say it's gross. How much food do you have to cook to transgress um, cooking on Shabbos? You're telling me if I cook one tiny wheat or half a wheat, so as far as I remember, it's Kagrogros um, and a few other things. Okay. Um, Rimon? Yeah, we can can ask the same question. How much uh, uh, boiro? So you're selecting the nuts from the raisins. How much do you have to select to transgress, separating on Shabbos? So I would have thought, I think the halach is a grogros. It's a question whether it's from a grogros or do you have to actually separate that? You end up with a grogros. But as far as I remember, it's a grogros. I was just wondering why it brings hot sauce on Shabbos. That's carrying on Shabbos. Maybe it's the clearest one. Okay, rimon, pomegranate what's the what's halach of that? As we learned in the Mishnah, yeah. called Kli Balebatim, shiurom ka rimoinim. Any measurement of a balabai, we say based on a pomegranate. I explains. Remember, if you have a kli that's tome, as soon as it's not usable anymore, as soon as it's broken, then it's uh, loses its tumor. It Says if a person has a bowl in the house and it has a small crack, he'll keep olives in. If it has a slightly uh, bigger hole he'll keep uh, dates in. If it has a, big hole, a bigger hole, he'll keep pomegranates in. Once it has a hole the size of a pomegranate, he can't really keep anything in, so he'll discard it. Eretzai what do we mean? A land of olives also. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Eretz Eret Shechol Shurukazesim. Rabbi Chanina says, it's a land that every measurement is an olive. What about the ones we've just mentioned? They're not based on kazayis. There's no, Eret Shechol it must be a land which most of its shurim are kazayim and that we know, Rashi, ha, you're not allowed to eat a kisayis. of dam, you're not allowed of chaylev a kisayis. of meat and milk, etc. All these things are any just about just about anything to do with eating. Just about every sheir is a kazais. Devash, what's the halach of uh, date? So, ksoyves agasib yom kippurim. You only try, you'll only get punished for eating on yom kippur if you eat a ksoyves, a large size uh, date because remember, Yom, Yom Kippur is not so much about eating, so much it's about afflicting yourself. So just eating a kazais is still afflicting, but if you eat bigger than that a grow gross, then you'll transgress. Just an interesting question I heard that Tzach asks, what's this got to do with Eretz Yisrael? We said all these shirim are special because they tied into Eretz Yisrael. they got nothing to do with it. And you're telling me in Chutz that a kazais doesn't apply anymore. So what, why, is it why is it a praise of Eretz Yisrael that we learn halachas from its fruit? So he answers very brilliantly, he says no. What does chazi shir, half a shir, it's osu-dor-aisa, But there's no punishment. And what's the difference if, you, if a person would eat half a kazais of non kosher meat or they'd eat a full kazaisa of non kosher meat? Chazi shir, atara, both are osudoraisa. However, if a person eats a full kazayas of non kosher meat, they'll get lashes, they'll get the punishment. Where does the punishment apply? Only in Eretz Israel. They based in, did not administer punishments outside of Eretz Israel. So that's why these halakhas of the full shir are relevant to Oynshim, which are only relevant to Eretz Israel. Okay, the what about the other opinion? Doesn't he learn all these of from the pasuk? He says, no, These psukim are not literal. Sorry, these are not written explicitly in the Pasuk or in the Chumash anywhere. They're actually Durabon and in the cross just in Atzmachta. Interesting, they point out the margin note points out doesn't mean Midrabon all these men. We say Halacha <laughs> Moshe Messino. says it should be Ela Hilchasa. Across Master Muhammad, it's a halacha Moishimis Sinai. Thus, that when it comes to eating, you're not allowed to eat uh, kazays and on Yom Kippur, it's kugrygros and to walk into a, a matzora's house, at a tamid. Lingers to take to eat wheat bread, etc. All the shirim are halacha Moishimis Sinai. Okay, Rav Chizda and Rav Amnuna have basuda icey tomri verimoni. Rav were eating, sitting at a meal, eating, and they brought before him dates and pomegranates. Shochar Rav birich atamar bereisha. Rav Amnuna took. Uh, Took the date and said the bracha <inaudible> first. Do you not hold for the following teaching of Rav Yosef? We time was Rav Yitzchak. Kolam matim beposuk zeh the bracha. That whatever is earlier on in the pasuk, you say the bracha <inaudible> first. This one is second from eretz. So, so he says. You see, you're saying it wrong because you said the bracha on dates before pomegranates. Now the pasuk. So eretz chitus so erev geffen u'ta'ena v'rimon. That's five. And zayit shemenu devash, olives and dates, dates is number 7. So his answer says, no, lay zay shani leeretz vay hamishi leeretz No, you go by which one's closer to the word eretz. If you notice, in the pasuk it says eretz twice. It says, eretz chites gefenu ta'ina rimon eretz zayit shemenu devash. Why does it so... It's actually, you go by what's closest to eretz. So devash dates are actually two from eretz, whereas rimon a pomegranate is five from Eretz, from the first Eretz in the Pasuk. So therefore you would say, actually the haptoma of the Bracha is you say the Bracha first. Tostas point out, oh, what happens if you're eating uh, wheat and uh, olives, which both are one away from Eretz? So you go after the first one. So it comes out, I don't know if you, you I mean you can work it out yourself if you look at the Pasuk and count, but basically the order is wheat, olives, barley, dates, grapes, figs and pomegranates. That's according to, that's how we actually conclude. Um, And he says, "If only I had iron feet that I could learn from you. It seems I don't know if he traveled a lot, or it was very tiring to follow him around. He was very energetic." Rav says, "If only I had iron feet that I could follow you around the whole time, that um, and learn from you." Itmar, we learned. If they bring him figs and dates, figs and grapes in the middle of a meal, Ravuna says. You have to say a bracha before them. You have to say bray priates, but you don't say a bracha after them. The chayinom arev Nachman tuunim bracha. If nein beyn tuunim bracha lachreim. So too Rav says they require a before them, but not after them. Rav Shai says Amar tuunim bracha beyn if nein beyn lachreim. No, they need a brocha both before them and after them. Shai lechodavur sheton bracha lefanov veanton bracha lachreiv. There's only one thing that you need a bracha before and not after. And what is that? Passa pas habor bekisnin bilvad only passa habor bekisnis bekisnin. I just so, what are we saying? Very interestingly, this is some halach that many of us know. If you're eating fruit in the meal, you say a brocha before you eat the fruit, even though you've already vask. You still say a eight The first Amoraim, um, Rav Huna and Rav Nachman say you don't say an after bracha, benching Kavazit Whereas Rav Shesha says you do say after brocha, He says because pasam Boba kisnin is. Uh, um, Passover kisnin, Passover kisnin is the only thing that you would say a bracha beforehand and not a bracha afterwards. Just before you go into Pasopo why are these things, why do you say a bracha even though you're in the middle of the meal and you said hamotzi? So three uh, opinions in the Rishon. One Rashi says, it's they're eaten too sweet in the mouth. Have, uh, you want to clean your palate for the next course, you might have something a bit sweeter after, some bitter, or something so you have sweet, but not as part of the meal. Totswes say the common answer for dessert, they're actually desserts, they're not really part of the ikar meal, which is for nutrition, etc. They're part of dessert. And the Rashba says, very interestingly, and this creates a lot of havoc in the halacha. appetizers. Um, they're, they're eaten as appetizers. I view having fruit as an opening course to increase your appetite or something like that, or... While you're waiting for those food to get, et cetera, that Rashpa says you wouldn't have broth on them. We actually generally pass in that appetizers are part of the meal. They to increase your appetite, help you, help you enjoy the rest of the food. So that's, uh, that's a difficult one. Um, Okay, Rav Huna and Rav Nachman hold that benching covers them because they were eaten in the meal. Granted, they have to have to say a separate bracha because they're not like connected to the bread; they're a standalone item. But benching covers them. Whereas Rav Shaysha holds benching only covers the food eaten for nutrition. I don't know. I don't know the exact word. Is it for sustenance, nourishment, nutrition? But that that, that idea that he would tell you the benching only covers those things. No, but it's also um, the bracha is hazan on sustenance. Uh, okay, carrying on. Oh, and then just regarding Pasabalba Kislin. so he says no Pasabalba Kislin, you say the Brokha beforehand and not the Brocha afterwards. So um, Shulchan Oroch in Simen Siv design brings three opinions of what Pasabalba Kislin is. The one is it's like pastries, you take bread and you and it ha- you have and you and it has lots of pockets, Kisim, and you fill those with uh, fillings. Whether it's nuts or cooked apples or whatever, so that would kind of like we think of as pastries that are filled with uh, different uh, different foods. Again, more dessert-like. Um, the second opinion is it's it's where the dough is actually mixed in with these things and then it's baked. So it's not dough which has which is folded around these things as pockets that these are filling. It's dough. The dough. These are actually honey nuts. Uh, Other things are actually mixed into the dough, and it's baked like that. And uh, the third one, if I understand, is basically like crackers. Bread that's baked hard and thin into things like crackers. So those are Paso Baba The general halacha regarding in Baba we'll touch on this a bit now, is that um, you say mazonis beforehand, even though it's bread, it's dough that was baked it's bread, but since they're made as snacks, made as dessert, they're not made for a meal, they, you say Mazonas beforehand, and Alamechia afterwards. We'll come to Rashi. Now, however, if you eat it as a meal, we're going to see um, over the page that you would actually say Hamotzi, but there we're going to see over the page. Rashi here l- explains, how does pa- what's possible with that you say a bracha beforehand, but you don't say a bracha afterwards. He's, he says, we're speaking about after the meal and after benching. They would bring out these uh, wheat kernel, roasted wheat, which they'd eat, and these little pastries. And the pastries were, it seems, the second type of Pasa Baba kisten, Dough that was mixed with lots of nuts and different delicious things. And therefore there's very little dough. So when a person eats those pastries, he's actually not getting enough dough. He's not getting enough dough, Bikhtar Chilas Pras, to say the afterbrokha on. He says, however, when it says he doesn't say an afterbrokha, it means like we saw earlier. Remember earlier on we said on Ra's. You don't say an we said, What does it mean you don't say an afterbroch on rice? I don't know if you remember. It says you don't say alamichia, but you do say borenafashos. And so he says so too on these little uh, things, uh, pastries that you're eating. You don't say alamichia, but you do say um Yeah, borena, you do say fashos. Kiskin. So it depends how you explain it. Pockets. Or Rashi says it comes because it's always eaten with kisni, uh, kiss his pockets. That's the one explanation. Rashi learns kisni from the word uh, roasted wheat. Uh, it seems it was called kisni, because that's, that's when it was mostly eaten. It was eaten with this roasted wheat, so it was called kisni, these little, I don't know, biscuits or exactly what uh, they were, pastries. Um, yeah. Tosfos so hold that if you say mezunas before something, you say miz, you say alamichia afterwards. Okay, very interesting. So you would almost add the foods together, and and say it's all part of the ikar, which is mazonas. So even though this pastry that they're eating is primarily nuts and I don't know uh, nuts and uh, honey and all these other things and spices. You still say on it. That's how Tosos Baskin, they hold we speaking about in the meal as well. Okay, um, maybe let's read through the next piece, but we'll have to go over some of the details uh, tomorrow. Actually, I'll try, it. I'll explain it according to Rashi. Today, and then tomorrow I'll have to tell you tosus, which is actually how we pasken. So he says, Omar, Papa, boi, ma sa suda, suda, brocha, fnein, Things brought as part of the suda within the meal do not require bracha before them or after them. Bread exempts the bracha, and birchah counts as the after bracha. How does Rashi explain these things? These are things that are eaten with bread. Primary relish, only things that you actually eat with the bread. The sheloimak things that are not brought to be eaten with the bread. So now Rashi says this would be anything kugel, chicken, um, cabbage, ve- all these vegetables that are not eaten with the bread, even though they are key parts of the meal. Rashi holds that's what we're talking about. They're not part of the. They're not brought as to eat with the bread. Before the meal, you say a brocha beforehand, and you do not say a brocha afterwards. So, so that's the second category. Again, okay? these things that are part of the meal but not eaten with the bread, you say a separate brocha. And things you eat after the meal, Rashi says, things that are normally eaten after the meal we're we speaking about in the meal before benching, but things that are normally eaten after, for example, fruit, etc., fruit dessert, etc., in require bracha before and after. I benching does not cover them. Shalweis ben zayim I ask ben zayim why do things that are brought because of the meal within the meal do not require brocha beforehand, but they do um they, sorry, they don't require a brocha beforehand or afterwards. So Amar lehem Tarton since bread exempts them, since the bread covers them. So that Nami pass. Well then you also shouldn't have to say brocha on wine the in wine is different because it, it causes its own bracha. What does that mean? Rashi says, very interesting, wine is kosher because sometimes, even if you don't want to drink wine, you end up, you have to say agofen, kiddush, dollar, a wedding, a sheva bracha. You have to say agofen even if you don't want So we see wine's bracha is stand out and therefore bread does not cover the bracha on wine. Tos have a different understanding that says, no, um, wine is... Um, So, what uh, is for, is uh, um, I think just that Chazal may... If I understood the Tossus, I think it's just that it's a special bracha. One, it's take it's something that should be a eight, and you say, I on, it. it's very special, and therefore you must always say it, bread doesn't cover it. What about other drinks? So, I uh, don't have time to go through the points in Tossus, but... Bread covers pascan. Bread covers all drinks in the meal as well. Again, except for wine. Again, it would probably be drinks that are usually had with the meal. So, Coke, water, etc. If you're having coffee, that might be considered dessert. Um, that's something to think about. And then he also points out that wine covers all other drinks. So, let's say you have vast, but you're having a glass of wine... You're also going to have some uh, Coke or whatever. So you said hakafin on the wine. You don't have to say shakol on the Coke. Exactly when we apply that, how much wine do you have to be drinking, and what if they, you didn't plan on having Coke and then you decide, etc. that's a little bit more vague, but that would be the general principle. Um, and the reason Tosso says is because It's the head of all different types of drinks. It's the main type of drink, and therefore everything is... Secondary to it, and it exempts them from a bracha. And he says, and it's the same thing with the, that, would be the same as for with bread. Bread is the rosh of all food, and therefore all other food is subs, uh, secondary to it, and you wouldn't say a separate bracha. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.